Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1234 in Edmonton, 234 in New York City. The Oilers with back-to-back games tomorrow at 11 o'clock. They take on the New Jersey Devils, a game available on the Oilers Radio Network and on NHL Hockey and Rogers. And uh, we will momentarily hook up with Louis DeRuss, but not before I tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan. Chris and Taylor, that Oilers now sent you. All right. Uh, Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972. Visit GCLDiesel.com. Hello, Louis. How are you doing? I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? How's New York? Uh, well, I've been out of the room for all of uh, about nine minutes because they got us pretty much locked down. So uh, I went to the deli and loaded up and I got about 16 different types of drinks in here. (laughs) Nothing that's breathing any fire, unfortunately. Uh, Nothing that can start a fire. But uh, no, it's and the the team headed off and they had an optional practice today over at the Rock as they get ready to take on New Jersey. We're missing you, big man. We're missing you. Well, no, great job last night, by the way. I watched the game. You and Jack did an awesome job. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, hey, it is what it is. As you know, uh, that chest cold last week that I said that I was dealing with turned out to be something else, and I'm at the tail end of that. So it's all good. It's all good. It's just the time we're in right now, bud. Yeah, it is. And uh, I know that uh, Cam uh, Moon and uh, Rob Brown are doing the radio, and uh, the decision was made just uh, out of extra precaution to, to keep them back in Edmonton. And we missed not having Cam on the road with this. Uh, Rob doesn't normally travel, but he's uh, done lots of trips over the years as well. And it, it just reinforces. And, and today, or, you know, we're sitting here, and you're, you're in Edmonton, and I'm in New York, and we're seeing uh, the Ontario government's now limiting capacity size to 1,000. And, and yesterday, uh, during the show yesterday, as we we're getting ready to, for the Oilers to get back in the ice for the first time in 10 days, Louis, the World Junior Tournament got shut down. And we're, yeah. we're I mean, I just felt horrible for those kids and, and all the volunteers and the people that took time in to make that event work. We're living in difficult times right now. It's challenging to say the least, isn't it? Well, it's almost like Groundhog Day. It just seems like it's never ending. You know, that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. I feel anyway. And I know that people that I've talked to feel the same way. It's gotten to a stage where it's like, okay, when is this going to kind of dissipate and end? But I do think we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I do think that, you know, just from reports and from experience myself, I think this last variant um, seems to be getting weaker potentially, which is a good sign, I think. Seems like Uh vaccines are working. And you know what? 
it is what it is. I mean, it sucks. There's no other way to say it, but it sucks. And we're just having to deal with it as a whole. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, unfortunately, that's the position we're in right now. And I think everybody in every walk of life is dealing with different stipulations and different restrictions that are being put in place. And we'll just have to keep uh, pushing forward and see when this ends. Well, I got news for you. I don't know where this is going to go for hockey in Canada if you have jurisdictions that are currently there's no fans in Quebec, no fans in Winnipeg. They're down to a thousand fans in, in Ontario now. And we have listeners to the show right now that would be completely comfortable if everything was just locked completely down. We, we do not a lot, yep. not a lot. Like I think that there's a bit of a... It's probably not that many anymore. It's not that many. I think, uh, I think it's turned the corner and I think I'm on the other side of that now. Yeah, you know, I think um, there's a lot of people... Personally. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that say, you know what, uh, especially, you know, and people, some people, it, it, we had this conversation, you know what happened, Louis, I was in the media area in St. Louis last night, I had about six different guys, like when we arrived, just to put things in perspective, when we arrived two nights ago into St. Louis, um, at the, we're at a new hotel this year, and it's a nice hotel, and everybody in the hotel lobby, because they have kind of uh, a, a bit of a... And, and you know it's 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 high high end you know food to say the least. There were sixty to eighty people completely unmasked, standing mm -hmm. around. They had drinks in their hands. You wouldn't know there was a pandemic. And then a whole team of players comes in with, with, with masks on, goes straight up to their room, and has to order in room service. They're not going out, right? See, like, in, what, so what you're seeing, though, and I think it's really important to know this, we, because we're in such an isolated, small world, the hockey world, we're we're probably feeling it a lot more than the outside world is, in my opinion. Um, and I, you know, what you just said there just tells the story. <clears throat> Most people in their day to day lives are just doing what they've been doing for the last year. They're masking up when they have to get to places and public places until they have a food or drink in their hand, and they're taking it off. And you know, that's just the life they're living and the life we've all lived, so to speak. There's been times where masks have not been mandatory and you've been able to take them off in the summertime at times here in Edmonton. Um, but over the world, I mean, when we went to Arizona early in the season, there was no mask there. And I didn't see anybody putting a mask on that didn't have to. Yeah. You know, so it just, it just, it, I, I believe it just everywhere is a little bit different. I think that this has hit people in a little different ways. And you know what? We're just going to have to keep abiding by the rules in every respective region you're in. And then hopefully at one time we get to a point where uh, That's hope. this is no longer there. That's hope. Uh, and again, obviously this variant has changed the complexion of things as well. All right. And that's where I'm going to go next. Changing. Is it fair to assess the Edmonton Oilers over the last three weeks? Oh. Give, giving the injuries and the illness or the last month, because right now, it, look, the team started nine and one. They probably weren't nine and one based on how they played. Certainly five on five. Then they went six and four in their next ten games, and they weren't good in a bunch of those games. Uh, and and here they've now gone, I guess, uh, off the top of my head, three and seven in December. Uh, so three and six in, in, in the games 21. To, well, no, we're at the 30-game mark. So I went three and seven in their third set of 10-game uh, run because lots of teams break it down by 10 games. Can we truly, do we know what Edmonton has right now? Louie, are you concerned by what you're seeing? Or do you think that injury and, and the variant and guys being moved in and out of the lineup has played a, a, a factor here in terms of the ability to assess Edmonton? Oh, I think it's no question played a huge factor like a massive factor. 
and you just look at the players that have been out of the lineup and you know Darnell Nurse twice now injury COVID um, you know for me and you know just just to kind of wrap that around when you have the, especially in the back end when you have that many young defensemen that have been injected into the lineup put in different situations you're leading on Evan Bouchard heavier Chris Russell goes down with an injury I mean they just could not stay healthy on the back end and they had to use a lot of different young players in there that just, let's face it, weren't established. We saw one last night have a real tough start to his national hockey yeah. career in Samarukov. Now, on the first goal, I, you know, listen, I watched it 10 times because I couldn't understand why there was four St. Louis Blues above the top of the circle in the defensive zone. Tory Krug, man-on-man, -man, was up the ice and... He just made a dash at Bouchard. Now, Bouchard got a second opportunity to move that puck. And he just he just didn't make the play. Cairo give him credit. He stepped up to him, picked it off. But if that gets the dry sidle on the half ball, it's a three-on-one down low. So, fine line right there. Then Samarukov makes an aggressive play at the line. And you know what? If you watch it again, he almost got him. I mean, Cairo flubbed that puck into the offensive zone. And it just happened to be a two-on-zero because both Thomas and Tarasenko took off. They were gone. Yeah. And they didn't care about defense is what I'm saying. So that could have certainly gone a different way. It didn't. And, it, and you know, unfortunately, it really exposed a young defenseman. And you say, ah, oh, geez, it looks really terrible on him. I didn't have as much of a problem with the first goal as the, the second, second one. He just got walked. Come on. He just got walked by a yeah. very skilled player that's having a great year. We've seen Connor McDavid leave guys jock straps in the 10-15th row all season long, all throughout his career. It happens, especially when you're a young defenseman. You don't understand the speed and the skill of every single player you're up against he got walked let's face it and Kairou finished it off so you know what I look at that though and I say the one thing for me though throughout the game was I just didn't think that Edmonton was physical enough I didn't think that Edmonton leaned on St. Louis enough I didn't think they went back to the grind I think Zach Hyman listen he missed 17 days between games you got to give him a little bit of a break to get back into the swing of things yeah. as far as playing an NHL game. Yeah, he still had a workmanlike ethic, but you know what? Just the hands might not have been there entirely. you, you got to give him a little bit of time to stabilize and get back. And yes, I, I'm answering your question in a long-winded form. I just think we really don't know what exactly is on this team until they fully are healthy again and put it together because at the start of the year, albeit they probably shouldn't have won every game they won, they were in almost every single game. And they were a different type of team. They had a deep nine in the top nine. Their top three lines were deep. It was the fourth line that everybody seemed to be concerned about, and they were mixing and matching, trying to find that mix. I can tell you right now, when the healthy bodies all come back and you start pushing down the lineup column, it's going to look like a much different team, and they're going to be rejuvenated in that regard, including their number one goaltender, Mike Smith, who I fought for his first game back in a situation where he got hung out to dry a couple of times played pretty darn well and battled back to allow them to tie that game and gave him a chance, gave him a chance to grind into the game. But again, I just don't think the grind was there. I think you have four, you know, guys out of the lineup, and I include Nima Linen in there because he's sixth in hits on the team already or fifth in hits on the team. I think he's fifth now in hits in only seven games. But you brought it up earlier. I was listening a little bit to the show. You said Poyarvi, Darnell Nurse, Zach Cassian. Those are three physical players. Those are three big physical players that lean on you, that can grind on you, and they were missed last night in that game. When they needed that physical punch just to go and weather a storm, keep a puck in the offensive zone for a little bit longer, grind it out. The more bodies you can have like that in the lineup, the better. And I think they really greatly missed it. For instance, I'd like to see Kairou try and toe drag Marcus Nimalainen on that blue line the way he did. <laughs> it's not going to happen.
happen. I'm sorry. He's gonna well, he be, might get blown he, up. He, he might be in the fifth row is what I'm right. saying. But but that's what they're missing right now. Darnell Nurse is their biggest hitter. He's their most physical guy, plays their most minutes. Uh, so there was a lot of things. So as much as I'm sitting here saying, okay, they lost 4-2 in a game, which they didn't play in 11 days. It was a little sloppy puck control. It was a 2-2 game at one point. A power play goal made it a two-goal game again. Uh, Tarasenko, beautiful goal, the one to make it 3-2. you got to just tip your hat to him there. Kyrou made a pass that Duncan Keith just missed. I mean, it was six inches away from being tipped off of his stick, but it gets through, and he finished it. It was a great finish by an elite goal scorer. So, All right, Louie, i got two questions for you here. Would you have handled the new, uh, the situation with Samarukov differently? The orders shut him know, down. I, here's the thing. The first thing I'm going to say is this is not a developmental league. I'm sorry it's not. It's a winning league. You're out there trying to win a game each and yep. every night. Um, I don't, I've never really agreed ever with shutting a player down. But I understand with what's going on, what we just talked about with this team and the number of young defensemen that have been ejected into the lineup. They've seen so many young, different defensemen. The Jim Playfair, you know, probably said, listen, he's had two really tough shifts here. He said he got walked on one literally completely, and he was pr probably over-aggressive on the three-on-one. Maybe not knowing it was a three-on-one, it was a reaction. Like I said, he almost got there. Like He almost got that puck from Kairou. And if he doesn't, if, if he gets that puck, we don't even talk about it. Because... You know, both Tarasenko and Thomas have to spin around and get back and play defense pretty quick, but it didn't happen. Give them credit. They were opportunistic. They took the gamble, and it paid off for them. But you know what? Sometimes, though, it's hard to recover from that, and I think over time I've seen guys when usually when a game starts like that, it's really hard to turn it around, especially with a team like St. Louis that was coming at them very aggressively. And being on the road where they had last change, they could match up. They yeah. look over there, and they see Evan Bouchard, and Sam Arukov in the third pairing, who do you think they're chucking over there? If it's Edmonton, who do you think they would chuck over the ice when that pairing went on the ice? They'd be yeah. eating McDavid all night long. And you know what? Like, that would be a real tough thing to handle for a young defenseman. 50 combined games. Bouchard had played 50 games going into last night's game. First game for Sam Arukov. And again, Louis, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this long term here. And people say, well, don't look at it long term, but I'm actually looking at it from a macro. I, I should say a macro perspective. We know they've got Bouchard on the right side, and he's he's emerging here as a pretty good even-strength scoring defenseman. CC and, and Barry are experienced guys. Barry led NHL defensemen in scoring last year. And then on the left side, you got Nurse. you got Keith that's a veteran. You know, you might not have both Broberg and Niemalainen here next year, and Niemalainen needs to clear waivers, and so does Sam Rukov. And the coaches know that Nurse is coming, that he's going to be there for the next game. So yeah. there's some other 100%. things. Oh, absolutely. And I think that this all plays into it, right? Like, we sit here, and we, we it's under a microscope for us, and I got to sit back and watch a game for the first time this year where I really kind of dissected and watched it, and I said, you know what? He had a couple tough shifts. He had a couple tough shifts. It was early, setting the tone in the game. It also builds confidence for the opposition when that happens. I think they just wanted to change it up. They wanted to change it yeah. up and go back to pairings, which they've had all year long. All five guys that were on the ice, left on the ice, have played together at some point in time, have mixed and matched when penalty kills and power plays happen. So they were comfortable just kind of flowing with five. It's not like they haven't had to do that as of lately. So... Um, a little bit taxing when you've got, you know, three games in four days and essentially two games back-to-back -back in afternoons. But 
it was, you know what, it got him back. It got him back to 2-2. It was a great goal by Dreisaitl right away. It was a great response to stop it in his tracks. I thought, you know what, to tie it 2-2 was great. Um, and that was Evan Bouchard again, by the way, which I agree with you. Although he made a blunder on that, that play, he was double teamed, so to speak. You have to remember. So it would have been an elite high skill play, which he is capable of making. He just didn't make that play. It got picked off by Kairou. But other than that, I thought he did some really good things. I thought he was actually uh, poised coming out of his zone, obviously being up in the play. That was a give and go with McDavid out of the zone, gets up in the play, and he's at the hash marks. That's the one thing he's never been afraid to do is activate and get right down into the mix. And you know what? He's there. Puck probably shouldn't have gone in the net, but he gets into the net in a hurry, and it finds its way into tie it 2-2. Uh, the Butcher MD says each team in the NHL is going through injuries and COVID issues, so please don't use that. One of the main reasons they're in the spot is their starts. They haven't been strong enough, and they've been outworked in a vast majority of the games. That one comes to us from... Go for I can't it. disagree with them. I can't disagree with the starts. You know what? That's the one area that we've talked about at length, and it's something yep. that's really crept into the game, especially when they lost seven in a row. And I just think that it's one of those things where they're just going to have to come on a little bit more aggressive and active. And, and I really do truly believe it comes to the forecheck. When this team comes out and decides they're going to chip pucks in, they're going to grind, they're going to go to work, they always put teams in their heels early on in a game. It's every single time. They might not be rewarded for it, but they certainly put teams on their heels because they do have speed and they do have players that are aggressive on the forecheck. Again, Paul Yarby coming back is going to be a huge bonus back in the lineup. He just disrupts. Zach Hyman, every single game he plays and gets back into the rotation, great. When Zach Cassian comes back, he adds to that. You, you have to have that pressure to be able to push defense back. I just thought, you know, especially in the seven-game losing streak, and if you even look last night against St. Louis, they weren't really that worried about what was coming out of the defensive zone. They were very aggressive on the offensive blue line. They were allowed to stand up and just say, hey, you know what? We don't have to respect your speed because you're starting from the standstill because we're grinding you down low. And they had the puck for the first half of the game. St. Louis just massaged the puck, and they handled it better. Um, but I do believe that's got to be the mentality. They have to come in, be ready to start on time. And, you know, I'm going to say it. It has to be a shooter mentality. There was an opportunity in the second period, two or three on two. And, you know, McDavid's got one goal in his last eight, and it's an empty net goal. I mean, he, he's got a great shot. He's got an amazing shot. I, I think you, you can't pass up opportunities, especially early in the game and early in periods when you get those opportunities. You have to just make a goaltender make a save. And... I know it sounds like I'm picking on the best player in the game, but listen, this starts with the top players. Leon Dreisaitl makes a move to the middle, doesn't look to overpasses, just puts a bar in and scores the goal to make it 2-1. That just has to be the mentality. Evan Bouchard gets a puck to the net, sharp angle shot, finds its way in the net because there's traffic in front. If you have traffic in front, if you have a rush onto the, onto the opposing team, you have to find a way to generate more chances, and it typically starts with a shot. Get that shot to the net, find out what happens. Tyler Yamamoto. Okay, is the one guy for me, and we've talked about it a lot. Eight of the last nine games, he does not have a shot on goal. Now, the one shot that he does have in the one game versus Seattle was a one-timer. It was a rebound, a warm fogel, and he banged it in the net. So this has to be the mentality, and I guarantee you they're preaching this in that room. It's just sometimes that switch to turn it from thinking about it to actually doing it, it just has to happen. And I'm telling you right now, it has to happen with this team. All right, uh, Louie, great stuff. Appreciate your time. Hang in there, my man, and we'll see what happens here over the course of the weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you shortly. Sounds good, Bob. Take care, bud. That is Louie DeBrus from NHL Hockey on Rogers for 
GCL Diesel. And speaking of uh, GCL Diesel, we will tell you, providing genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices since 1972, visit GCLDiesel.com. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, uh, we'll get to the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. And I'll read some of your texts as well on Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Cody Jansen. It's currently 12.55 at Edmonton. This text comes to us from James. He says, Bob, Bouchard and Samarukov shouldn't have been paired together. Two rookies together in a pairing is asking for trouble. Bouchard was not good yesterday either. What was Dave Tippett thinking? Hope he won't put them in that situation again from James. Uh, well, I can 100% guarantee you they won't be in that situation tomorrow because Dmitry Samarukov has been returned to Bakersfield. I thought uh, Bouchard got better as the game wore on. And I know that uh, lots of you are excited about the way his game is tracking right now as well. For you Oilers fans out there, look, we're all dealing with things right now. It's a challenging time to say the least with the Omicron uh, variant. By April, where are we going to be at? Well, I'll tell you what, there could be a great road trip coming up with New West Travel. Four-night roadie to Music City, Nashville, Tennessee to see the Oilers play the Predators. This package includes exclusive non-stop flights with Flair Airlines. Four nights in a deluxe hotel, a great game ticket, and a welcome reception with special guests. All for $1,750. Join the Nashville road trip. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. As uh, we go into... The Oilers now prospect report at 12.56 in Edmonton for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And back at the 6.30 Chen Studios is Cody Jansen. Well, the Bakersfield Condors, they beat the Ontario Reign 4-3 in overtime yesterday to close out the 2021 calendar year. Seth Griffith, he had the OT winner, while Cooper Marodi had two goals in the win. Down in the States, Connor Savoy and the University of Denver will host Alaska Fairbanks this weekend. Savoy's got 22 points in 16 games this season. And Metfe Petrov had two assists yesterday as the North Bay Battalion fell 5-4 to Mississauga. Petrov now up to 51 points on the season. He's going to be in action tomorrow against Ottawa. There you have it. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update. And at 1.05 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. I checked that uh, from the NHL Network and ESPN. Kevin Weeks will join us when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.